Hello and welcome to another episode of the Boink Radio Podcast right here on the Boink Network Discord server. It is another Friday at another 5 p.m. Eastern time. We're here with a whole bunch of people in the chat ready to talk about Boink. You, dear listener, are welcome to join us every week to talk about Boink. Bring your questions, bring your comments, bring your ideas, bring your tea, and we'll talk about it. Uh, we being myself, Jay Ringo, and the, the guy who... Is this your old icon just turned upside down? His name is Delta, but that's a real question. What the heck is going on with your icon? Excuse me. You should be reminded that it is Saturday where I am. And I'm in <laughs> Australia, so we are upside down. So if I'm to oh. see my profile picture the right way up, I have to spin it the other way around. Oh, man. Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, so today we are talking about uh, a little bit of Boink development because Delta is just breaking into that that Boink dev arena where it's really fun. I hear. I went no, <sighs> and we're <laughs> all... breaking into it and breaking at the same time. Hey, and we're going to be talking about the most memorable Boink moments of uh, both me and Delta and anyone in the chat who would like to share a memorable Boink moment. Just type it out, and we will bring it into the discussion. Um, yeah. But like I said, you know, if you brought tea today, Delta, we'll talk about your tea. So did you bring tea? I'm going to take you straight to the heart of <laughs> Australia, okay? This here is no longer tea anymore. We're, we're moving a level up now, okay? I've brought myself some Milo and milk. Do you have any clue what that is? <laughs> I have, I, those weren't even words to me. <laughs> what, what? Okay, so Milo and milk. Like, you know Milo the dog name? I know Milo the... No, no, I don't actually. I'm trying to think if I've ever heard Milo. Isn't that no? That's Lilo. Have you ever heard Milo? Lilo Stitch. What? M-I-L-O. You can't just keep asking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's a word. I know what you're okay. saying. No, I've never heard it. As a dog For those name. of you that don't know, Milo is malted barley, grinded down, and coated in chocolate. So it essentially, when you put it in your milk, it sort of makes a milkshake. Okay. Is that understandable? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of tasty. It's tasty. It's at the heart of Australia's breakfast. We all have it down here, um, and it's great. It tastes nice, makes a little milkshake. You can have it warm, you can have it cold, anything. Well, do you? What's your choice? Are you having it warm or cold? Uh, I like it either way, but uh, right now I'm having it cold. There we go, folks. Delta is drinking a cold Milo milk. <laughs> yeah, cold Milo and milk. Milo and milk sounds delicious. Crunchy Haggis is having diluted orange juice. Other people are sharing their memorable moments. That's great. We'll bring them in later. I'm I like having... to dilute my stuff drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having salted water, which was a mistake, but I'm suffering through it. And let's start the show. All right. So first things first, it is news. Delta, I hear you got something from a world community grid. I don't know, Jeringa. I just checked my emails, and there's a there's an email <laughs> digest in there from World Community Grid, and they're just updating us on the African Rainfall Project. Um, so for those of you that don't know, the, the African Rainfall Project is trying to use the computing power of the Boink Network to process data for weather companies in Africa to predict accurate rainfall forecasts, because 95% of agriculture in Africa depends on rainfall. I would have assumed just 100% of it depends on rainfall. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, they're saying that they're having a, an upcoming conference uh, with a research team from uh, or at the American Geophysical Union Conference, which is quite interesting. 
So uh, they're probably going to be pitching African rainfall there and talking with some researchers. Uh, and it looks like they have sent out, uh, or they are currently sending out, generations 18 and 19 of the work units. So they're making quite a bit of progress on this stuff. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Africa Rainfall Project being one of their newer projects, uh, World Community Grid being, of course, the umbrella project that we end up mentioning every week because they're so good at getting news release out and uh, news releases out, and they do a lot of different stuff, so it's really neat. Um, I have an, another news item from World Community Grid. <laughs> it's coming from their Open Pandemics project. Uh, it's just a little status update. They say that since their project launched in May, uh, they've done a lot of work. <laughs> it's still ongoing, but they've done 45 million runs and 2.3 billion poses. Um, not entirely sure what they're posing for. Maybe they're getting ready for Protein Fashion Week. Um, but they have narrowed their initial group down to approximately 1,500 compounds. That's 1,500 compounds. That is 0.00003% of the total ligands docs. I, I'm also not sure what a ligand is. Maybe that's what they're dressing up as as for Protein Fashion Week. But... Uh, <laughs> They've done 2.3 billion poses as a ligand, um, but basically, that's quite phenomenal. <laughs> it's a lot of lot of freaking uh, whittling down. Uh, just to do a quick recap of how these uh, protein projects work, where it's docking, uh, they take uh, an insane number of potential of candidates, protein candidates that will like interrupt the way a cell works in one way or another, and they comp- they run it through the the project, which uh sends the tests out to your computer which simulates uh what the protein does in a certain uh in a certain uh when it's folded a certain way uh and then they find the ones that do uh, what they want it to do essentially so from millions upon millions of compounds they're down to 1500 and they're going to take those that group of 1500 and do manual analysis to identify uh, the 100 most promising, about the 100 most promising. And then they're going to go to their collaborators collaborators for further laboratory testing. So that's really, really cool. Uh, good work on them. So the Open Pandemics Project, by the way, is doing COVID-19 work. And it's also it's positioning itself to do more pandemic research in the future. Because uh, like I like to remind everyone, we have a very bad understanding foundational understanding of how viruses work and how like bacteria interact and how our bodies react to all these foreign bodies (laughs) so they are positioning themselves as a project that's going to do a lot of that foundational research which is really cool uh they also got a grant award the forley lab uh recently received a baxter foundation young investigator uh, award for the identification of new chemical po- compounds as promising drug development candidates. That's really, really cool. Congratulations, guys. Do they deserve a clap? That's me smacking my elbow. <laughs> uh, oh, this is also... Guys, well, Community Grid, what the heck? Slow down, geez. They've also got a GPU version coming. I'm just going to read this because it's really short. Uh, The WCG development team is starting to create work units for initial alpha testing. Their current issue is creating work units that can run on both CPU and GPU rather than needing to create two different versions, which would add complexity to the project. The next step within IBM will be a security review of the new version. The work is ongoing. There's currently no estimate for when it will be completed. So they're working on it, though. They heard you. 
Boink community. You like your GPU projects because that's why you bought this giant freaking GPU that you keep giving us some cruncher rig of the weeks. They're freaking massive. Uh, in open pandemics, it looks to be uh, getting work units ready so you can throw your giant ass GPU at the project. Or GPUs. Multiple GPUs. Is the that Pi Tower that we had the other week, that's just CPUs, right? That's ARM. Yes, so, but I think they do have their own GPU on there somewhere, except it's it's really hard. To, no, barely anyone makes Boink applications for it, I think. For what? ARM? Yeah, well, um, on the ARM actual chip, it does have its own little GPU chip on it, and most other ARM chips also have it, uh, also have one. But there's, I don't think there's any Boink work units that actually support that. Ah. Noted. Well, going back to this, there's more news here from Open Pandemics. Uh, and yes, if you throw your GPU at a virus, it will crush it. Uh, for those wondering. <laughs> oh, no, it's too small. It won't crush it. <laughs> ah, shoot, you're right. It you probably won't crush it. caught under one of the crevices, and then now you have COVID-19 virus on your GPU. GPU. <laughs> well, if you then plug the GPU in and run it full blast, it will probably fry it. Yes. Yeah. There you All go. right. We just yeah. scienced the crap out of that question. We okay. solved COVID nineteen. <laughs> just put it all Pandemic's on the GPU. Everybody go out and just make out with strangers again. Let's go. All right. All right <laughs> then. <laughs> uh, they also have some potential publications. Uh, the researchers from the project are working on several papers. One is a paper about the history of Autodoc, the software that runs Open Pandemics, which was created at Scripps Research, which is a collaborator for open pandemics, if not the the institution that runs it entirely. Uh, I haven't researched this uh, recently and it's it's escaped my brain. Uh, But if the paper is accepted, it will be published in early 2021. How neat is that? Uh, They're also submitting a paper uh, describing the development and application of protocols for the study of covalent inhibitors, which are the things that stop the virus by attaching onto that protein under the virus, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and another paper, so this is three papers. The third paper has been submitted describing the collaborative work with the Oak Ridge Natural, National Laboratory team and NVIDIA to run simulations to identify new molecules against COVID-19, or as they properly call it, SARS-CoV-2. That's really cool. And they also have a freaking work unit update. Wow, World Community Grid. Another another round of applause. This is one of I the best it. news releases. Um, They say they have 4,800 batches available for download. There's 2,000 in progress at the time of this release. They have 5,000 completed, uh, 2,500 of those in the last 30 days, and an average of 86 batches per day. And they have a 56-day backlog. So last week, we mentioned that World Community Growth said they're going to be working on their communication over the next couple weeks. Holy crap, did they come through. What a great great update wow spectacular you drink water you bloody legend (laughs) (laughs) exactly crunchy haggis he says other projects take note absolutely um speaking of other projects delta i did get your nano hub project brief posted earlier today so folks who haven't listened to that yet check it out you can listen to it at the same website same podcast outlet you listen to these on they're bonus episodes with a different icon you'll see it quickly uh but website is boink.network uh and the right. crunchy crunchy grid goofy x grid crunchy grid i'm stuck on crunchy haggis goofy x grid will be uploaded probably next friday right before the show 
any other news? Uh, I will just highlight another example of a great project doing under wonderful outreach uh, for science, Boeing and distributed computing is, of course, my favorite, Minecraft at home. They have discovered many large cactuses. They continue that work and they continue to develop new applications. It's really cool to watch them develop. I wish them the best of luck in their continues, continued endeavors. Cacti, Other pro- by the way. What did I say? Cactuses? <laughs> I am so I embarrassed. Salt is messing with your brain. Salt is messing with <laughs> How did you know my brain was just a slug pulling some levers? <laughs> Shape-shifting slug. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's actually a snail, but the snail can't grow its own shell, so it had to find one, and it found my brain, my skull. My skull is the shell. <laughs> a terrifying prospect for a parasite. <laughs> yes, it is. I was picturing more like Men in Black, where the guy's face opens and there's a little guy pulling levers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> slurm, drink slurm. Amen. All right. So uh, we'll get to your memorable moments in a moment. Keep them coming. Um, Delta, you want to talk to us a little bit about what it's been like diving into the development scene with Boink? Yep, it's quite interesting. Um, I'll start off with not really relevant to Boink in general, but just to programming uh, with big groups and open source projects just generally. Um, it's a very interesting thing. So when you go straight from programming stuff in university or programming stuff in school to now working on large projects with other people, it does change a lot. And they don't teach you a lot of the things that they teach that they actually do in some of these open source repositories that they do in school and university. And it's stuff like uh, when you make a change, you don't change the actual master file. You make a fork of it, and then you branch that fork, and then you edit that branch, and then you make what's called a pull request to move those changes from your uh, from your branch to the master repository that some uh, someone else has made or some other organization has made. Um, and so, yeah, there's people saying in the chat that's ex- that's just GitHub. Uh, and uh, so, if you don't know how GitHub works and you're a programmer, I suggest you highly, I highly recommend you go and learn it now because it will serve you well in the future. And I am glad that I'm doing this because I am learning some of the really hard stuff about GitHub and and the Git protocol, and also um, just generally working with groups and teams. Uh, so what I've been doing over the last couple of weeks uh, is just doing some newbie tasks. So um, stuff where there's like really small minor issues in the Boink Manager that need to be just fixed or patched up. And it's nothing too big that I have to do. I think one of my changes was literally changing one line. And then uh, another one was changing about 10 lines. Uh, but it does take a little bit of understanding. It takes a little bit of using breakpoints and debugging and trial and error here and there to find these issues, but you do get to them. Uh, and I do have some of my commits have actually made it into the into the actual Boink repository. So next time you download Boink, I think the next client release or the next major client release will be client eight. Uh, you should see my name in the commit list. <laughs> uh, but anyway, if you want an example of one of the things that I'm trying to solve now, uh, and some people are contesting my changes, <laughs> Um, so, uh, if you go into your Boink Manager right now, and you uh, you go into Advanced View, and then you click File and click uh, Shut Down Connected Client. All right, there's a bug in this little dialog window. Now, uh, if you click 
uh, do not show this dialog again and then click OK. It'll shut down your client and then it'll, um, it should not show again at all, right? And then go back into file and then click shut down client, probably won't appear. But then if you go back into file and shut down client again, it'll reappear. And so I was tasked with solving that issue and I found out about it. And uh, so <laughs> the reason why it was an issue and that not many people could figure out exactly what was going wrong was because the, whoever programmed this dialogue made something in the code that should have actually been documented. So they were using something called short circuit um, operators. Uh, and it would have been nice to have some documentation because I spent about an hour trying to figure out exactly what was going wrong. So for all you programmers out there, make sure you, do, make sure you comment all your code too because uh, it's, it's a pain to walk through certain stuff. But anyway, a bit more about uh, going into the future, and I'm going to be here um, every week probably doing just some quick developer updates on what's going on with Boink. Uh, but I'll tell you now, there is, a lot of, there is a lot of activity going on in the Boink repository, uh, and I think most of the commits that I've been working on and that other people have been working on are going towards client release 8.0. So it's the next major release for Boink. We have a lot of tasks that are outstanding. Uh, I think there's, here's the to-do list, there's 277 tasks left to do. There are three in progress, and um, yep, three have done so far. <laughs> they have really big changes, uh, and I think I might be working on one, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for the next coming weeks. And uh, the change that I'll be working on next is taking something that's quite horrendous, a manually made... XML parser and converting it to a library instead. <laughs> so the next changes that I'll be making will be improving not only uh, the readability of the code and the usability and adaptability of the code, but it'll also be improving the security of the code too. Because when programmers make their own libraries for stuff, all their custom libraries for doing certain things inside uh, inside their programs, Often, it's not rigorously tested enough, and often it has some security holes here and there. And uh, by using a library, which I'll be converting, it should make the Boink software a lot more secure. Um, so, yeah, that's my weekly rundown in uh, Boink development. Uh, I'll let you guys know what I've been doing next week. Awesome. Sounds like you're having a lot of fun. It is. It, it, is, it is really fun, especially when um, you've you've found where the issue happens, you're putting in breakpoints, and then you've discovered where the issue occurs, you know exactly how to solve it, and you make the commit, and then you publish it to GitHub, and then everyone comes on board and says, hold on, doesn't work here, doesn't work there. <laughs> and then people complain about, oh, should we actually be doing this? And then someone else says, uh, you know, we should just make another dialog box on top of this, and then <laughs> all the crazy discussion happens after you make the commit. Yeah. A lot of it is noise. Just do it. Just do the thing. Don't worry about it. Some people like to make noise. Yeah. Um, for uh, those of you that are interested in actually helping out with the development, um, there's a guy in this Discord server. His name's Vitaly, and uh, he's great. If you ever want to get started in doing just maybe some easy uh, issues to solve in the Boink uh, GitHub repository, then definitely go to him because he's great at finding really small issues. And uh, yeah, if you just want to try and dip your toes in, ask him. So see if there's something that you can solve. And then he'll guide you through the process. And actually, I'm going to be recommending this to my text, uh, my 
not my tech supervisor, my uh, course coordinator at university. Because honestly, I think something that every single computer science university student should learn is Git and working in a team. This I've learned so much in the first two weeks that it's it's mind blowing. Amen. I think that's a great idea, and it just speaks to like Boink is one of the open source projects out there that can uh, integrate with universities like just almost seamlessly because its primary purpose is science, it's distributed computing, uh, and like if, I don't know why like your your course uh, designer or whatever you called him is like wouldn't want to integrate Boink development into a unit somewhere. Just like, you're going to go find an issue in this open source software uh, that works on science at an academic level most of the time. And uh, yeah, you're going to learn how to work on a team of strangers who are hiding behind keyboards a lot of the time. <laughs> so are not shy about their opinions. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> speaking of opinions, I got about a four, four paragraph comment on my commit that I have to read. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, in, in university, we usually have stuff called professional experience, but that only involves going out to a business and then helping that business with some computer science thing, or maybe having doing an internship, or maybe, I don't know, so, something like that. But the one thing they definitely don't have is going out and helping out an open source project. And I, I really think that it's something that should be there. Amen. Amen. And it will also... Uh help you realize that, hey, you don't need to take everyone's advice <laughs> at the end of the day. As people are saying in the chat, if you develop something that works, it works. So people can have an argument about whether it should be in a tab or a dialogue box or whatever till the cows come home until at the end of the day, someone needs to make a choice and it needs to be integrated. Uh, so it, 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 it can be reassuring that it, when you develop something that works, there you you will notice that there are still people who will make noise, even though the thing works. Sometimes it's good uh, noise too. Um, oh, oh, feedback is one hundred percent necessary and great and wonderful. You'll you'll see what I mean. Maybe I see it not encoding a lot, so I can imagine it's going to be encoding all over the place. Yeah, so I'm just the that. program. I'll let everyone else discuss. It. I'm just I'm just solving the issue here. All right, don't shoot mm. the messenger. <laughs> All right, awesome. I'm glad you're having fun, and I'm glad you're Devin. That's a lot of that's really cool. Blake needs a lot of work on development from the bottom up. Uh, cool. Then I guess I don't know. I got no comments to add to that. You want to just talk about memories? Yeah, let's go. Let's delve deep into the back of our minds. <laughs> let's enter tranquility. Let's go from the chat here. We got a couple. I'm scrolling up to get Darren's here. Oh, Darren's memory is his favorite memory from Blake. It's a very recent memory. And his phone exploded. It didn't fully explode. <laughs> but uh, he says his battery, he's running Boink on his smartphone and his battery is pretty swollen up. And uh, he's now getting a new one. So he yep. hopes he gets his new one before it explodes. So for all, the, all of you out there, it's completely safe to run Boink on your phone. Just make sure that it's in a cool, dry place. It's not thrown around anywhere. And... Uh, Make sure that the uh, phone is not always on charge. And uh, that's just health, healthy battery practice. Amen. Everyone needs to have part one of their heart pieces of hardware fail in their journey on Boink. It's just, it's just gotta happen. I've never had one fail. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I think it is. My, my <laughs> GPU in here, the middle fan isn't working. <laughs> and right? the board is a little bit warped as well. So 
you know, have fun. I've had that, uh, but to be fair, I've had that GP for about seven years now. So yeah, well, it's like the thing reaches the end of its life, and then it it dies, and you get to blame it on Boink. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Better blaming it on Boink rather than just an anomaly like a cosmic ray or something hitting the memory. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, call me Foxy has got a memorable, got a memorable, has got a memory here. Uh, They say that their memory is noticing that uh, you don't just have IRC, but also Discord where people are actually alive. That's right. We all remember IRC. Well, maybe. Delta, do you remember IRC? I wasn't I wasn't old enough to actually be th- that being my first thing to to um what am I saying? Sorry. Is the answer uh, no? I'm not old enough <laughs> to be uh, for that to be the first platform that I used, but I have used it and it is atrocious. It oh, take it back. You could do bots left and right. You could it's just scripts really. And you could slap people with just right pl- right click and slap someone with a trout. You can't do that in it's Discord. Not, it's not user friendly. <laughs> it is not. It is definitely not. It is power user thing. But yeah, my memories with uh, IRC GamesNet, Game Surge, QuakeNet, FreeNode. Oh man, find Scrim, find Ringer. Wow, Cal. Find a what? <laughs> all these people who know know what I'm saying. Setting up timers to to try and find people for your thing, or like to sell a GPU. I once won a GPU in a gaming tournament on irc wow man (laughs) flashback (laughs) so absolutely foxy irc used to be the thing but no one uses it anymore there's there's always there's that meme right where there's like the world ends but there's still one person running an irc client somewhere (laughs) (laughs) that is reality on the satellites uh, up in the international space station Oh, no, like by world, I mean universe. The universe has ended, oh. but there's still an IRC client running somewhere with someone just like, what? I'm still on IRC. It's a good meme. I'm ruining it. But <laughs> uh, Discord, it now seems to be the place to be. And I'm sure that'll change again in a couple of years. But you are right. There is a lovely Boink community here on the Discord. Oh, thank you, Foxy. You found it. It's an XKCD. <laughs> Singularity. <laughs> I have it set up just the way I want it. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Making custom IRC servers. Oof, some of the early crypto IRC servers were something else. Holy shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Good memory. I aligned right with that one. Huh. But you are right. Like I said, like you said, Discord's the place to be now. Come on in, folks. Have a conversation with all of us here. Let's see. What else we got in the chat? Volk, uh, an um, admin from uh, Minecraft at Home, says that uh, one of the memorable moments is the first time Minecraft at Home got DDoSed a couple weeks ago. It was easily dealt with by adding more L7 load balancers on AWS. I hear you guys are spending a good amount of money on uh, server space with the cloud because your project just got insanely popular very quickly and you're dealing with a lot of just like spam accounts is like yeah it might not just be the spam spam plus the huge amount of genuine users <laughs> yeah their discord when they found the uh main screen uh their discord went from like a couple hundred users to <laughs> nice gif to uh like over 5000 in uh a matter of a week or two they got like youtube videos with a couple million views they got like they just blew up so quickly so vogue that's that's a short period of time to make a make a memory 
because you guys just set up that project in like a in a week and boom ddos <laughs> hey jeringa do you like spam i like spam 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 no uh the main thing now is we have so much output from the latest set of work units uh this is coming from Volk. And I have heard it's uh, many gigabytes, many tens of gigabytes of, of data you got to figure out how to go through. <laughs> and MLC at home, as honestly, regarding bug development, the server side could use some love. Amen. I was just having a discussion with this over at another server or discussion on this. And it, it's, the point was made that Boink is very old. It's very big and it's very old. It's written with tech from the early 2000s so i can um, also confirm the code looks like it was rewritten really really old as well so there's a lot of, like when it comes to developing boink there's a lot of discussion around like well wouldn't it be easier just to rewrite everything from the ground up it's like maybe yeah, nah. <laughs> if you can get nsf funding again let's not forget that boink was developed through nsf funding uh so we got to get that funding again. We got to prove that there's something to fund. And the funny thing is governments are starting to throw buttloads of money. And I mean, big old butts, like <laughs> big hairy butts. <laughs> I didn't say hairy. That's your mind. No. <laughs> They're throwing a lot of money at distributed computing development, particularly infrastructure development, because distributing computing well, guess what? It's a huge deal. The things you can do with distributed computing vastly outweigh the things you can do with centralized computing where the supercomputers are run by governments or housed in centralized locations that can be attacked or taken down with viruses. You know, think about it. Think about how, um, do you remember when Iran's nuclear plant was taken, like blew up from a virus, melted down from a virus? If, super if nations run on supercomputing, uh, and the supercomputers are held in centralized warehouses, and it's just, it's, it becomes a national defense issue. That supercomputer could just be taken offline, and uh, infrastructure gets destroyed through that. If you run a, a lot of your critical infrastructure through distributed computing, maybe through um, was it homophonic uh, decryption that IBM just developed, uh, then you have a much more secure computing infrastructure. So. That's a national defense perspective. And then there's the science perspective, which we at Boink all understand, like the massive computational power of distributed computing. Uh, well, it, it's worth funding. And governments seem to have just realized this. Like last year, there was a call for proposals on developing new distributed computing infrastructures. Well, Boink is this permissionless infrastructure that has a community, has universities and projects already on it. Uh, if only there was an entity that could accept nonprofit or that could accept funding and put together proposals. Well, eh, let's do it, right? So the, that question, where this rant is coming from, uh, about whether about how old Boink is and where the the real development focus needs to be is a very real question for a lot of people. Um, and the idea of just rebuilding Boink, maybe with some new technologies, uh, I think is floating around a lot of uh, floating around the minds of any Boink developer, let's say under 50, <laughs> just because well, a lot of the, the up and coming folks. This is a lot of. It's, it's I, I think that pops on the money. They should just gather as many computer science students as possible and just get them to do free labor and, and work on Boink. Yeah, or just get money and pay them. 
They aren't uh, your slaves. Uh, Crunchy Haggis, I think he posted something up here. Uh, his memorable moment uh, is uh, rolling out Boink onto a thousand PCs with permission. There you go. But the thing is, if the Boink codebase is so out of date and the user experience is so bad and it's so difficult to improve the user experience, what's the matter if you, you get it out to a lot of people if they just stop using it because the UX sucks? And yeah. then with developers, it seems really, Delta, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it seems like a lot of the people that come into Boink development kind of shy away from it because it's like wow this thing is massive it's cumbersome it's dated like the amount of work that needs to go into this is extensive so it's kind uh, of well, like if you want to do such ambitious ambitious changes like that then yeah obviously it's, it's going to be big <laughs> yeah it, it seems like a lot of uh, it might seem like to some developers more mop work than it is like fun experimental code development where you get to try new things and like push the edge of distributed computing a lot of it is like eh, let's let's touch up the server side of things because it really needs some work that's like to me that wouldn't be Low incremental progress it's, it's how open source projects work and it it's with most open source projects and and developers if the developers think that they can lend a hand in fixing a little thing here and there with an open source project they'll go in and do it um but if a developer comes in and says oh this 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 UI doesn't look great, so I'm gonna come in and redo it. And then they come in and they say, uh, "It's too hard." Yeah, it's a UI. It's a whole program. It's a whole everything. One person's not gonna come in without being paid like some money to actually go through a a whole entire suite of programs. Because Boink is not just Boink. It's a Boink manager, Boink client, Boink server. So it's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm oversimplifying it. Sackpop uh, <laughs> asks, or no, Crunchy Agus asks, uh, what's the average age of a Boink developer now that you jumped in? <laughs> it's been brought down to, to seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you, a, are you a Boink developer now? Oh, nice. Did you bring down the average? <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> Moving along. Let's find another memory here. It might be it, actually. Uh, there's a lot of people here. Not everyone Never sharing memories. our own memories, though. We should share our own ones. This is true. Uh, MLC at home says, I mean, a Boink client written in something like Rust that uses the native container VM system that's now included in all OSs by default, that would be cool. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of it is, yeah, I'll go do a UI for Boink. And then you get in there and you're like, oh, wow, this is, this is written in like C++ from 2004. Uh, why would I rewrite the UI for this? Why not just wait for a new code base? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like that's the intimidation. Hmm. But go ahead, share your memory. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So probably um, best memory that I had was uh, probably running Einstein at home and discovering the show graphics function. So um, usually with most projects, or not most projects, some projects, there's a, there's a little button that you can press which can actually show you what the computer is actually doing. Or in some cases, it'll just show you some of the data that, they've, that they're crunching. And so when I discovered the show graphics with Einstein at home, I showed everyone. <laughs> I showed my family. I told them, hey, look what I'm doing. And then when my family had friends that came over, they, uh, my, my family said, oh, go take a look at what, go take a look at what, uh, what he's doing. And then I showed them, um, I showed them the screensaver, the, the Einstein at home screensaver. And yeah, it was just lovely being able to explain to everyone exactly what's going on in the screensaver and what's, what's in there, what each of the things are, what a pulsar is, 
all that stuff. Uh, that's probably my most memorable, my memorable moment in Boink. Did they go home and install Boink? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got another memory in here. I mean, that's a very heartwarming memory. It is, yeah, just the screensaver aspect of it. It goes all the way back to the beginning of Boink. The whole reason it was built was for the screensaver. Not even the computing, the screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> the original, yeah, the, no, the original proposal for SETI was um, said something like uh, it highlighted the visualization. The whole point was to bring people into science by letting them visualize what they were doing. It wasn't so much the science, right? They didn't actually want to. They probably did. I'm not going to speak for him, but that was a huge part of it. Uh, Sackpop says he came to Boink from folding at home, so his best memory is realizing all the different projects uh, they could contribute to and then going down weird rabbit holes on pulsars and amicable numbers. Uh, the contrast with the single project client was so freeing. We were talking a little bit about this last week, where it's like folding at home is amazing, uh, but they are they do what they do. They do what they do very well. Um, and they actually have a better code base, more up-to-date code base, and a better UX. <laughs> but they still only do what they do. Boink is this permissionless system where anyone can come in and make a project and do whatever the hell they want with their data. It's, it's They don't need to pay anyone. They don't need to ask anyone to host their data. They just make the, the Boink project. Next thing you know, they're finding really tall cacti. <laughs> so, What's your most memorable moment, Jeringo? Easily the Boink workshop of, is it two years ago now or is it last year? Well, you're the one was, that went there. <laughs> yeah, it's in Chicago. Look, <laughs> this freaking quarantine is dates. I still think it's like 2019. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, I think it was 2019's workshop. It might have been 2018's workshop, but it was in Chicago. Um, it was a lot of fun. You know, got to meet a lot of the people. Uh, I met Milk there. Did you eat a lot of pizza? We had a drink. We did go out one night for a deep dish pizza, uh, the whole crew. Uh, there was a lot of really good talks. It was free coffee. It was amazing. Um, it was in IBM's like Chicago headquarters, which was super intense. Uh, you get like your little ID thing, and you get to go in really fast elevators and do really. Oh, like, oh, hold on. Was there free tea as well? There's not free tea. There might have oh. been, but honestly, I don't. I don't care. I didn't look for it. <laughs> there oh, might have been. On. I don't think so though. Uh, there were free sandwiches. It was nice to see all the like the. It brought the humanity of Boink out much more than what the Boink Virtual Workshop is going to do. But that's our job to try and and, and uh, amplify you and me, Delta. We got to amplify the humanity of Boink in a virtual workshop. Turn up the volume. Is that how you amplify? Oh, I get it. Yeah, now. that's amplification. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and I sat in on a, uh, um, like a, a, a workshop on how to set up a Boink project run by Keith. Uh, who works with uh, World Community Grid. And I had no idea what I was doing. I don't know how to code. I was just like, well, I'll get a taste for it and like see what's going on so I have a little bit of a better understanding. Um, I guess I did get a little bit of a better understanding. <laughs> but I had no idea what the hell was going on. So that was pretty fun. Uh, did you meet the uh, CEO of Goofy X Grid? <laughs> <laughs> I did meet, meet a monkey out on the street, yeah. I'm hanging out in Chicago, man. In I had an Airbnb right down the bean. Uh, Sorry, you're speaking American. Right down the bean? <laughs> right down the street from the bean. The Chicago bean. It's like a big uh, shiny thing in a park. They call a it the bean. big shiny bean. It looks like a bean. Well, it's exactly what, what you're We picturing. have the big potato. We got the big orange. We got the big banana. We got the big everything here in Australia. Yeah. There's a cloud gate. Wow, very quick. Oh, Pollock. Very quick grab. <laughs> Does it get dirty? 
That, that looks like it'll get dirty very quickly. Uh, it's definitely not a fomite for um, COVID, because look how slippery that is. Look how shiny. <laughs> Yo, MLC at home, or bag mostly water, I think that would be great. Uh, if you want to, you can, you're welcome to take some time during the podcast and talk about your experiences with MLC. Uh, you're also, uh, once we get the workshop going, welcome to submit a proposal to give a talk about your experience during the workshop. And you're also welcome to do both. But, Let's do an interview. Or just talk about it. It, it. it could be anything you want, any format you want. We would like nothing more than to hear from crunchers, hear from project admins, hear from the scientists, uh, to hear from the actual people of Boink. I talk a lot. I can talk for days. I would love not to talk and have an hour show. That would mean that someone with more to say just spoke for an hour. That would be lovely. So you are more than welcome to take all the time you need. What is this? A picture of the hire of the subway, of the train? I do not like their train system. I've lived in several cities with um, mass transit. I, I don't like the train system above ground. It's dirty and noisy. We come to Australia, all our trains are below ground, except the one that goes above ground. What? <laughs> all our all trains the- are either on the ground, <laughs> underground, except for one line, which is just above the ground. It only uh, got built the other year. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. All my gutters are, are brown, except for the ones that are white. <laughs> That's what I just heard. Uh, yeah, Volk, if you want to talk about Minecraft at home stuff, you're more than welcome to. Um, or anyone from the team. Or you guys can come in and just like hang out and talk. Uh, we can just like shoot the shit and talk about Boink for a while. Like We're, we're the hosts. You guys are welcome. You, you're, especially project admins have much more important stuff to share than we do. Um, I mean, maybe Delta has more stuff to share than I do, seeing as he devs. Yeah, but, programming. You know. All right, cool. Anyone else have any memories? Folks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Korean updates. Delta's I'm going climbing the, the ranks. I'm climbing <laughs> the ranks. I'm gonna be the. I'm gonna be the. Uh, I'm gonna be the best. I'm gonna be the best Around, developer in the world. No one is ever point. gonna keep you down. No. Sorry, I cut you off to sing. I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. The Karate Kid of Code. Chief Boinker. All the names. He's still Crunchy the Melon. CEO of Boink. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be the CEO of Boink now. <laughs> all right. All of you are my employees now, and I'm paying you nothing. <laughs> let us finish. Let us wrap up with uh, Rig of the Week. Huh? We got a rig this week? Yeah. Um, I found one. I rummaged in the chat and found one. Uh, if you want me to do it. All right. Um, yeah, just a reminder for everyone, if you want your chance to win Rig of the Week, jump on this Discord, go into the Crunching channel, post a picture of your rig, share some details on your rig, and you might win that respect and honor. And Delta, this week, we're getting a fairly straightforward case. It's a modest one. It's a very modest computer. Um, this one's from Flashfire, uh, and uh, it is quite a modest computer. It's in a nice, normal-looking case. It's just like a normal consumer PC case. It's not got great wire management, uh, I would have to say, but uh, it's got like USBs plugged in the front. You've got the power board, which is literally in the middle of the room. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would not be able to so handle that. <laughs> you've lost a little bit of points on that, but um, the specs are quite usual. Uh, the specs are quite typical. Um, you've got a brand new, uh, or almost brand new, Ryzen 5 uh, 3600X, which is a six-core CPU with 12 threads. You also have a, uh, they also have a gigabyte RTX 
2070 uh, graphics card, and uh, they have an 850 watt power supply, which I think is a little bit much. <laughs> uh, it's going overkill. Uh, and they decided to use Windows instead of Linux, which I'm a bit disappointed with. Well, you know what? Not everyone wants an operating system that crashes every time you open Discord. Excuse me. I've only <laughs> crashed twice. I've only messed up my <laughs> operating system twice. Uh, also, also um, included in their PC is a service fee of seventy or uh, eighty-five dollars. Awesome. So, Good night, Foxy. You just made me tired by saying that. But awesome. Yes, I, I, I absolutely loathe, uh, absolutely loathe Windows. I, 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 I base that. That is my personality. My personality is to hate Windows. Sack Pop saying, "Good man." I'm saying. Good riddance. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have to use Windows sometimes for computer science, which is a bit disappointing. <laughs> Windows subsystem for Linux, yeah. No, it's not real Linux. Keep that penguin. That penguin. I would accept the Tux plushie. I would accept it immediately. I want one. I, I need to get one. I need, yeah. I need some Tux merchandise. It's pretty cute. All right, back to the cruncher of the week, and then let's wrap this puppy up. What do they win this week? This week they get... Another service fee. <laughs> <laughs> no, they get respect and honor and a clap. Respect and honor. Hey, congratulations. You said it was Flashfire? Yep. Flashfire here on the Discord for the week. Are you ready to rumble? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, I am. Fisticuffs. Put them up. Oh. Oh. Is that you dodging my punches? Yep. Nice. Nice moves, dude. <laughs> right. we're losing it we're out of here guys uh See join you us later join us next week fridays 5 p.m eastern on the boink network discord server 